The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Right, the most pointlessly prattlerific uh, podcast in history, where your two hosts say things that are of no consequence, and I doubt you care about. I'm one of those hosts, Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by the master of the universe, He-Man, Trevor Franklin. Oh. Yeah, He-Man, uh, or AKA Trevor. That's right. People don't know Trevor Franklin played He-Man. Right. Uh, the the cartoon, not the not the movie. It was an unpaid gig, and they didn't know it, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's the best kind of gigs to get. Uh, exposure is, uh, you know, that's an <laughs> artist's best friend. That's one of my favorite things. We need to do a whole show on that, because I could go into tirade about getting paid in exposure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've tried to get paid in exposure before and got arrested, so I just don't want to always work. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And there's a couple states that we can't return to now. Right. Uh, but that's what happens, man. All right, Trevor, what are we today on uh, Pointless Prattle, a show that obviously releases whenever it freaking feels like it? <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been since our last one, do you know? <laughs> well, uh, it's been about the same amount of time as it's been since I've done the block set review. You know, like how I got that in there? <laughs> yep, love it. <laughs> but yeah, so probably a month at least. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yep. And we've had people just just screaming at us. Uh, just coming at us from everywhere, uh, trying to figure out, hey, uh, where are you guys at? Uh, I can't, I can't take not having pointless prattle. Uh, we've had people threaten us uh, with the bodily harm and uh, in legal matters. Uh, and what I'm trying to say is, nobody cares. Nobody no. reached out to us. Nobody said a freaking thing. No, you're pretty much keeping this alive because, uh, like, hey, when are we going to record pointless prattle? And I'm like, well, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> hey, it fits the title. It fits the laid back theme. Yeah, yeah. Although we've yeah, had right. some pretty heavy conversations, I guess we're laid back. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm pretty sure I am the only one who gives a crap about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cold dark truth. It's just too much. Yep. That's how I find out. This is how I find out. Uh, but Trevor, what is our topic today? FOMO. Which is whoa, whoa! What did you call me? <laughs> it's fun to say, and I didn't know what it meant until recently. But it's the fear of missing out. Um, well, well, first of all, let's talk about how we as a society, and I think it's just because texting has become such a thing. Like texting is probably the main way of anybody communicating anything. Uh, that we literally shorten stuff, and I, at my old age in my late thirties now, have to constantly <laughs> look up what these new. Uh, you know these new acronyms mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. I, 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 it actually makes me mad, and I guess that means I've officially crossed the line of I'm just definitely not cool. <laughs> yes, because I, I, I think I, we're I get both mad there. at this younger generation. The yeah, the acronyms, but I mean, FOMO is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is there such a thing as official acronyms for things that are like this? Somebody made it official by just saying it, but. Uh, the fear of missing out is just exactly what it sounds like, but uh, 
we're going to talk about it from different angles, I assume. Or maybe just one narrow angle and have a five-minute <laughs> yes. episode. Who knows? There's, But, Trevor, you did do some research uh, into <laughs> this with and apparently any other podcast. And we're not going to name names mostly because I don't know what they are. So it's really easy for me to not name names. But uh, other podcasts are fairly pretentious with this topic, it sounds like. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I was on my way home from work and I was just looking for some podcasts that discussed it. Because, you know, last time we covered, um, what did we cover? And I did some research. Nobody knows. Was it collecting? I don't remember. Whatever we collectors, The collector's mentality. Yes, yes. Which actually ties in pretty close with this one, actually. But It does, yes. But <laughs> I'm just not realizing this. We might just replay that episode. That'll be fine. <laughs> just rerun. But... Uh, I thought, well, I'll just listen to, some, listen to some podcasts to do a little research. And the first one, uh, the first podcast, which I won't name because I also don't remember the name of it. They were talking about fear of missing out, but then they started talking about um, like open relationships. And for them, the whole topic ended up being basically fear of missing out on sex. And I was just okay, thinking, let's, you know. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> All right. So I, I as, a, as a single man, I definitely me growing up that i mean i understand that right like there is that because there's if we're just being just brutally honest there's this just need for sex right yeah. uh you know it's, it's just like a human trait we have to or an animal trait even we you know it's just something that we all crave uh and uh, like so i understand it from that standpoint but the thing that got me is i don't i don't know of any in real life relationships of people that i've known who said we have an open relationship in which that relationship had both people happy. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, in my opinion, again, I'm sure there's some, maybe there is one out there that's a great example of all parties involved are happy and totally cool with it all. But to me, there's always going to be one person in this relationship who obviously still loves the other person a bit more <laughs> than yeah. that one person loves them back. And, uh, which is literally any dating situation I've ever been in. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, so the, I, I, I automatically assume somebody's getting hurt there. So I, I, the, so the fear of missing out on that situation, I think is if you're going to put it to, to that standpoint is way more that someone just really loves the other person and is going along with this because they, Hoping in the long term that they're just going to get that person back. So I guess you're missing out on that person in a way, but I don't yeah. know. And it was also not the direction I'd planned to go with this at all. I was thinking, you know, like, we're going to talk about it, but Lego sets and stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they're talking about sex. I'm like, man, I feel like a really cool guy right now. Yes. Because honestly, when you brought this topic up, I did not at all consider sex as part of it. No. <laughs> but, Johnny, I did find a second podcast that was... I just searched on the Apple podcast FOMO and I pretty much picked the top two. And the second one was, uh, was talking about agility dogs and their fear of missing out that can cause is, anxiety in agility dogs. Okay. Can I ask what an agility, an agility yeah. dog is? So unless this is another acronym that I'm unaware of, it's, it's actually a dog, a literal dog who does these, uh, I think they're called agility courses, you know, like uh-huh. they run up ramps, jump through hoops and stuff. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're called agility dogs. And um, apparently they, they can have, that. I guess they can have anxiety from missing out on things. <laughs> so I didn't even listen to that episode because I don't think that's what we're talking about either. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that does open it up to not just only humans can have 
yeah. uh, the fear of missing out, which I kind of get because, uh, you know, animals, especially pets, do seem like they're they have a fear of missing out on like an, a meal, right? right. Uh, so they'll so when you put food in front of them, they just gulp it up really fast. Uh, nothing could get near them while they're doing this, and then they'll just constantly eat because they don't know better, and they're just a fear of missing out that they won't have another meal. <laughs> right. Well, the the super which is how I <laughs> which is how I live. <laughs> oh gosh, you should see us when we're together. I mean, it's just it's disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's gross. But <laughs> but I mean, and the thing is, the Chinese buffet doesn't run out of food. You can eat all you want, but yet we're still competing. Yeah. I mean, it's but that super pretentious podcast, the first one I listened to, they did um, bring up the point that. They were saying this is from like our days, basically as cavemen, when it was a fear of missing out. Like you had to keep up with what other people were doing because they yeah. might be getting food over here or maybe they're getting attacked over here. So there's yeah. a, a literal fear for survival of missing out, basically. I I can kind of see that. Like Which, that yeah, makes way makes more sense. sense to me. Yeah, but that's definitely evolved to our day and age where it's way more like, I think, technology when it comes to that. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who will buy the brand new iPhone as soon as it comes out, or the brand new video game system as soon as it comes out, because they fear they're missing out and they're not on the top of the curve when it comes to this stuff. When me and you, just even though we would like this stuff, we overall just don't care. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny you mentioned technology because the when I went on my phone, if you just Google search FOMO, the definition is what we're talking about, but it's much more specific than what I consider it. It's okay. actually, it just says that FOMO is an informal noun. It's anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be help, happening elsewhere, often aroused by posts seen on social media. So I think uh, I heard other people saying that basically they feel like FOMO was pretty much created by social media, which I don't agree that it was created by social media, but I do think it's completely intensified it and changed it. Yeah, um, that's that's where I would agree with you there. Yeah. I think it's always kind of been there. Uh, I mean, I definitely remember as a kid having a fear of missing out, and that's well before I had internet. So, uh, you know, I had a fear of missing out on either, uh, like if I was told I couldn't go to something that my friends were at, I had a fear of missing out on that, uh, you know, stuff like that. I'm sure you did too as a kid. So and that's well before yeah. either of us had even had a computer in our house. <laughs> so, uh, you know, well, I, yeah, I mean, there's the whole, like, uh, we always made fun of my little brother who ended up becoming stronger and bigger than both of us. But yeah. Because, and a much better person. <laughs> oh yeah, just just a better human being. God loves him more. Yeah. All those things. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> but no, uh, it's like he wanted to be everywhere we were, you know. And I think that's yeah. fear of missing out. I think younger siblings definitely have that. Yes, and I was the older sibling in mine, and but me and my sister are just so polar opposites that that just oh, didn't yeah. matter. But it, but I do understand what you're saying because I had that with other friends when I mean I have we're both very blessed to have the parents we have. We have awesome parents growing up, uh, but. You know, definitely there were times where, like, I just couldn't go to something. Uh, I remember there were times where, uh, you know, I was very lucky that both our parents would let me come over all the time to your house, yeah. and we would, you know, we we did, I did spend many a nights over there and stuff, and many a days, many a Sundays especially. Yeah. Uh, but there were times where they would say no. I mean, it did happen. Yeah. And I remember having a fear of missing out on that. I was like, man, I bet I could be sitting there with Trevor and Derek playing uh, Ninja Turtles three on the NES right now, yeah. but I'm missing out. <laughs> And the thing is, we would probably basically do the same thing whether you're there or not, but it felt like we lost everything right. if you couldn't come over. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was real. The I think as an adult, the role social media plays in that is 
the truth is, while well, I speak for myself, you know, our day in and day out lives, maybe especially in 2020, are pretty mundane and oftentimes stressful. Yeah. And so you see pictures of people, you know, at the beach or doing something you want to be doing. And the thing is, people tend to only post pictures of them at their best. Like yes. they just look so happy and their surroundings are perfect. You don't see the kid in the background throwing up or, you know, the dog that just pooped on your picnic blanket or whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> you yes. just see Great the examples. best. Yeah. It's funny. That's the two things that come up with, but yeah. Uh, but you're yeah, right. You people, just, people, will you definitely show their best. Yeah. People will definitely show their best selves on online. I mean, I do the same thing, even though I know I'm not an attractive man, <laughs> I will still, if the picture isn't funny that I take of myself, I was like, well, I'm going to try from a different angle. Right. Yeah. Uh, just as, cause maybe it'll look slightly better. So I definitely ever- am. <laughs> okay, what's this? I can't wait this, for this question. So this may be slightly off topic, and this is being very raw and honest. And I think I already know the answer, but I'll ask. Have you ever gone to post a picture of yourself online? You know, for me especially when I was single. Um, and just tried it from so many different angles, and just so disgusting from every angle, you literally just give up and don't post it? Uh, almost. I still post it anyway. Uh, with, a, <laughs> with a shred of slight hope that some woman will see it. And we'll comment on it. But it, what always happens is it's like 95% dudes who comment on my stuff. <laughs> including that my dad. happens today. Yeah, including <laughs> your dad. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, when I see, you know, a picture of you with uh, <clears throat> showing your best angle, I think, yeah. man, Johnny's having so much fun today and I'm stuck doing this or that. You know, that's that's yeah, basically the not fear true. of missing out. When right. it's not remotely true because I'm literally posting that because I'm really sad and need attention right now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And see, and I might know that, but other people don't know that that see it, and so yeah. they get they get a fear of missing out of you know whatever whatever life you're living right now. It feels more exciting than whatever life I'm living. And that's that's sort of the fear of missing out. Yeah. It, so just as know far this: as that goes. Any, yeah, anytime you see on my Facebook or my Twitter uh, a joke that I've come up with or a picture of myself that has a joke with it, anytime there's a joke, it's really a cry for help. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I've gotten desperate, uh, and I just need attention. And the one thing I know I can do is comedy, even though some would argue against that. And I'm I'm equally broken as you or anyone else in that, with the exception of you, just because it's you, if, if someone's posting something, even if I like it, if I even have the slightest hint that they're just doing it for attention, I'm like, I refuse to acknowledge it. And yes. there's something broken about yes. that, too. <laughs> Yes, I've got like that too, which is completely <laughs> hypocritical of myself. <laughs> yeah, because I get kind of huffy if I post something that was meaningful to me and nobody cares. Yeah, same, definitely same. Or if uh, even though I make a joke, like if I come up with a joke that I think's really good and it hardly gets any traction, I'm definitely very annoyed by it. <laughs> yeah, so it's obvious I was wanting attention for it, but yeah, you let somebody else post something like a. Uh, like a really attractive woman or a really attractive man who posts a picture of themselves and it gets all these likes and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, and I get really annoyed by it when I'm like, I'm just the same. I'm just jealous. There. Yep. It's pure jealousy. So uh, I've mentioned, which before, is what FOMO is, right? FOMO is jealousy. Really? Really? It is. It's two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> to that point, you know, I'm, I'm into board games as we all know, uh, listen to cardboard cave on this very network. <laughs> That's your second plug. <laughs> yes. But I have, for my podcast, Cardboard Cave, I have an Instagram and a Facebook. And I'm horrible at social media. I'm horrible at self-promotion. I know this. 
Um, I mean, <laughs> this, this show's proof of that. But, you know, I get basically no traction, as you said, whatsoever on any post I do for Cardboard Cave. And there's people who I won't name out, because I'm sure they're amazing people, and they're probably legit gamers. I'm not even saying they're not. But every post they make, they are, like, dressed up to the gills, and they have perfect makeup, and they just look like they're on a runway, you know, a supermodel. Yeah. Posting a picture with a board game, I'm like, do you really sit at home playing board games looking like that? If so, good on you. <laughs> but I usually, I'm just trying to make sure like my belly's not sticking out over my shirt when I play a board game, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, but I'm that's just jealousy. To, yeah. I mean, I anytime I take a selfie, I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, my man boobs are as tucked in as possible. Right. Black, black so shirts are your friend. Oh, least. yes. It's pretty, basically all t- aware. <laughs> if you take anything from. Uh, from this podcast, if you're a portly person, especially port- <laughs> uh, portly gentleman like myself, uh, black is definitely your friend. Uh, take that. So, uh, you're welcome. So I, I just had this thought, and uh, usually this, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug our other podcast. This is the only one I've left out so far. Usually we save this kind of conversation for Retro Bliss, but I just remembered it. We're, t- we're talking about black shirts. When I was at church one time, and uh, my dad was there. And I'd gotten up to, uh, I guess I was like doing the chairman or whatever, chairing the service, because I definitely don't sing. Whatever I was doing, I got up front. And, you know, I'm nervous about that. I don't enjoy being in front of people generally. Um, and as soon as I sat down, while service is still going on, Dad kind of, he's sitting behind me, he kind of pokes me on the shoulder and says, Hey, Trevor, you, you might want to try to not wear shirts with stripes, because that just makes you look bigger. <laughs> and ever since then I've not worn a shirt with uh, horizontal stripes because he's definitely right <laughs> so that's another tip here, for you <laughs> and here's the thing in his mind he wasn't being mean right? no he's he, being he, helpful yeah he was being genuine uh, and he genuinely yep. loves you so yeah, he, he couldn't wait to tell me later he had to tell me right then in case he forgot I guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh, yeah man. black shirts um, but Johnny honestly until I did this very, very minimal research, when I thought of FOMO, I was not getting this deep at all. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about <laughs> sex or social media or pretty people. I was thinking right. about stuff, if I'm being honest. Same, same. 100% the same. And so I think we can kind of go in that direction now in that uh, I think for both of us that, well, I'll just speak for myself and you can agree or disagree. When it comes to missing out on stuff, for me, it's mainly... Uh, if I'm being honest, video game related overall, uh, there's, you know, definitely growing up, there are video games that I know I missed out on that I've gone back and played now. Uh, but even today with today's games, I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's games on the switch that I feel I'm missing out on. Right. And there's games on definitely on the uh, systems I don't have like a PS4 or the brand new ones. And I'm like, well, I'm missing out on these. And I do have that feeling deep inside me, deep inside my soul. Like, Oh man, I just need to be experiencing these things. Yeah, and this is this does go so much with this collector's mentality we talked about before, but the the actual fear, the anxiety, I think anxiety of missing out would actually be more accurate of a term, but the fear of missing out, when I think about it, in the moment, I don't think of it in that way. But then I look at my shelf, and you mentioned Switch games. Um, I don't play video games as much as I used to. We go in phases in life, you know. Yeah, but I have... family, too, and you work. yeah. Yeah, I mean, but even when I could, sorry, go ahead. Even when I could, 
I was gonna say you have a fairly demanding job and you have a, a wife yeah. and a son. So I mean, time is uh, having free time is not something that you have all the time, right? But but even that, and even knowing that I have a ridiculous, and I don't know how many I can see them from here, but it's a lot. I have a ridiculous number of Switch games, and I've stopped and I thought I have not played even a fraction of these, not only to completion but barely at all. And I thought, well, what made me? Because for the most part, when it comes to video games, until you go like into retro games, you're going to be able to buy it later for the same price or roughly the same price, you know, unless it's super, super out of print. Um, So what made me get these games when I got them when I have so many I've not even come close to playing enough? And I think it is FOMO. It's 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 this thought that this is right up my alley. This is a game I need. It's, it's, uh, I think it's anxiety related. I mean, that's sad. You know, and it kind of takes some of the joy out of what's a fun hobby, but I think it's kind of anxiety related that yeah, it can be nervous energy almost. It's not necessarily fear, but, you know, I think yeah. it's this, uh, what am I missing like, out on if I don't get this? I kind of feel like I have that same thing when it comes to Funko Pops, but here's the thing that happens to me, and I'm wondering if this happens to you, is there, there'll come a point when I am collecting stuff and I have that fear that I'm going to miss out on something and that I'm collecting, but then there'll come a point where I'm kind of reflecting on it and I'm thinking yeah. about all the stuff I have or, and I'm like, I, I can just sell the stuff. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yep. I've had that so many times. Like if somebody came and offered me today, 50%, just 50% of what I even paid for everything I own. Like as far as physical items, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I might rebuy a few things. I would be rebuy a few things if I'm being honest, but I would do it. And I thought, well, that's kind of sad. I mean, this is my life's collection, for better or worse. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just, and it's not that it means nothing to me, but I've had that thought, like, that anxiety of missing out on it is gone, so all that's left is the thing itself. And I believe that these companies are preying on it now. I know they are. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, my gosh, the whole pay-as-you-play model, the the loot boxes and things like that, it's, yes. it's anxiety of missing out on what somebody else has. And especially... Yeah, I'm glad, you the, yeah, I'm glad yeah. you're going this direction. I was going to say, especially if it's not something that's going to stick around forever. That's when it really gets you. Right, when it's digital, especially. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's... I'm glad you're going this direction. This definitely leads to loot boxes. Uh, that's what those companies, your EAs, your 2Ks, uh, it's a really big deal in sports games, especially. So I'm just going to I'm gonna circle them out here. Uh, where there's... There's game modes on those where I'm sure most people who listen to this know this, where uh, they'll put out, uh, you're trying to build a team and to do so you need to get packs of players and they will throw out some free stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. of course, uh, and you can play the game and get some free players, but what they'll do is they'll release for limited time. And that's also a key here for a limited time. These packs that will have just a small chance. And I'm talking ridiculously small chance of getting these really good, super powered players, who are very much OP, uh, like, I know for the basketball, this is the one I have experience with, like the basketball one, they will release, uh, like, Shaq who can hit three-pointers, which he never could do in his career ever, right? Yeah. But they'll but they'll do that because, you know, people are like, oh, man, I got to have a Shaq, he can shoot threes. I mean, that's a that's an <laughs> OP card there. And that's what they'll do, and they'll prey on that. And you're like, well, if I don't get this card, I'm missing out because everybody else is going to have this card, when that's not mm. true at all. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and... And to do that, the part I left out, and to do that, you got to pay money for those packs, of course, like real money. And it's, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, accentuated because 
if it's a competitive game where you're playing other people because you're getting not only do you want it like i was mentioning in my switch games i want it i don't want to miss out on it but you involve other people and we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people yeah. so it's it's just i mean i remember even uh back when we actually played like call of duty or battlefield um you know, a new map pack would come out, and I was barely even playing the game at that point, but I'm like, man, next time they want to play, they're going to want to play these maps, and I'm going to miss out. Same. I felt you the know, same way. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a dangerous slope with video games, but we, we don't have to move on from video games, but there's a couple of things to me that are even worse, that have gotten me well, even worse. <laughs> yeah. If you can hold on to those, I just oh, want yeah. to bring up one more thing uh, when it comes to video games. There's also this thing that happens... Uh, like I know this happens in NBA 2K for sure because I've experienced it where you do play online against people, right? And the game is supposed to make the matchups at least as close to even as possible. Like saying I have like a team that overall levels out to like 87 for a rating or whatever. Just I'm just throwing out a number. Uh, and uh, then it should uh, pair me up with people with a comparable rating to mine. So our teams should be kind of similar to each other in rating. Right. But, but what will happen is you'll get matched up with these people who will ha- who will have all these super powered cards and then just fill their bench with like the lowest level players ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it'll, so it'll just, so then they can just destroy you on the court. Like you don't even have a chance because mm. uh, Shaq's sitting there hitting threes. And, uh, and that's another way that just makes you like, man, I need to go get this Shaq card. You know, uh, I need to go hit or this Rudy Gobert who they just re- literally just released another center who never shoots threes in a game. But of course, on this card, he shoots threes and he makes them like it's ridiculous, like he's Steph Curry or something. Yeah. Uh, so it's so that is definitely a fear of missing out that really annoys me, and the the community gets really upset about it. But then we'll turn around and we'll use it to our advantage, and it just adds to it. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's ironic because somewhere along the line. A few years ago, it's probably been more than a few years ago now, I kind of, I saw video games were headed that way to where they were preying on our fear of missing out. And yeah. and I kind of resisted it to the point that, I mean, I only own a Switch now. And despite what you think, it's just because I'm a Nintendo fanboy, I think the scary truth is it's more just my f- a futile way of, of saying, well, I'm not going to fall for that. You know, I'm, I kind of backed off and... The, the irony is, I spent so much money on Switch games, I'll barely play now. <laughs> <laughs> but they're single player; they're mostly single player or local co op. You know, you, there's no yeah. downloadable content. I, I bought. I don't think I bought any downloadable content for a game I own for Switch. Now I've downloaded some games, but like yeah. as far as expansions or add-ons, because uh, yet, yet, the couple things I'm about to talk about, I totally have fallen sucker to to these add-ons, these things that are like, well, your game's going to be better if you add this on, you know. Oh, I know where you're what going. It, yeah. Uh, did you have any more to say about video games specifically? Uh, I think what you said was, was spot on there. Um, yeah, I kind of got in the same way, though if it's a game I play a lot and it has an add-on, uh, I'll usually definitely think, well, I need to, even if it's just a player a game that I just play by myself. Oh, yeah. I'm like, well, I kind of need to get this. But, it's, but then I'll, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> this would be us if we didn't have a bodily function. No, uh, but uh, like it's you know it's just like 
this fear of missing out on something for myself. Like it's not even comparable to other people missing out. It's yeah. like just me. I was like, I need to get this because I, I play this game a lot, and then I will excuse it by saying, "Well, you know, I deserve this." <laughs> Yeah, and to be clear, if you really do play a game a lot, I don't think there's anything wrong with buying right, an add-on. Yeah. It's almost I a safer bet. It's a safer bet than buying a brand new game if you already know you love that game. Yeah. However, I, to translate that to board games, I don't know when this started exactly. Because um, when we were kids, I don't remember expansions to Uno or Monopoly. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I don't either, yeah. They might come out with new versions, but the game was just the game. But now... If a board game is a huge hit, it's going to have expansions. And I have been so bad, and thank goodness I finally stopped this behavior. Um, There are times that I would buy the expansion with the game. Once or twice, even before I had the game. (laughs) And the thing is, most of these expansions don't necessarily make the game better. They just add variety. If you've played the game 50 times and you want something fresh, they add variety. Which is awesome if you treat them that way and only get them if you played the game 50 times. But it, it's it's just this fear of, well, I want to play the game at its best, and what if I play the game and realize that it really would be better with this expansion? And then with board games, there's this extra tricky thing. They do sometimes go out of print, and it can take them ages to come back and print. Sometimes okay. they don't even come back and print. So I was very curious about this, because you brought this up. Uh, when was the very first board game expansion? Like, I was very curious about this. Uh, and according to Board Game Geek, uh, nobody actually knows. Like, I'm seeing a lot of... Uh, there's this big discussion thread. There's a couple different ones that I've seen. Like, one of them is there was one for chess uh, oh. that happened. There was one for Monopoly that happened in 1936. Wow. I didn't know apparently. that. Apparently, Yeah. Um, so... Uh, but that's just to give a little info on what you were saying there. It's very, that's, that's a very, I know this is very incredibly nerdy and, and nuanced, but, uh, that's a, that's really fascinating to me, <laughs> but I will say yeah. though, uh, you know, one of my favorite types of board games, I don't even know if you even call them board games, but they, they're in the board game family that I love to play. It's probably my favorite type of game like that is the deck building games. I yeah. love those and they get expansions out the wazoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dominion, which uh, if you uh, play board games at all, you probably know what that is. I literally have, it's called Artist Case. It's a wooden box that came from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> it's incredibly nice, and it's just filled with pretty much most, I'm sure there's been some more since then, but you have a lot of expansions in there. So, Dominion, uh, I bought someone's used set, and they had, like, at that time, almost all the expansions and it is more cards for that particular game than I will ever need to use. It's more variety than I will need in a lifetime. Yeah, we played we played that game a couple of times. And yes. Actually, we played a game. We played a game a lot because I like that game a lot. Uh, but I guarantee we've never even come close to scratching playing with every card. Lord no, Lord no, not to this day. And Johnny, yeah. even at the time when I bought this absurd collection for a great deal and should have just been happy with it, I was like, well, he was missing these two expansions. So I went online and ordered these two missing expansions almost as soon as I could. (laughs) And then I bought one more because they said this is going to be the last one. The people that made the game said this is the last Dominion expansion. I'm like, well, I've come this far. I might as well get the last one. Yeah. And since then, they've released three or four. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they do, man. Yeah. That's what they do. (laughs) So it's absurd. And I mean, I have games on my shelf that I've not even played, and I have the expansion for it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Which is, honestly, that's a, that is a way of a company. And I love Dominion, so I'm not trying to say that I don't. Obviously, I do. Uh, but that's a way of them preying on their fan base. I'm <laughs> saying this is the last one we're ever going to do. And then, uh, obviously, it's not. Right. It's like, it's like I remember um, there's uh, definitely pro wrestlers that I love. Like, I'll use Mick Foley slash Mankind as an example, who retired like three or four times. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like, this is his last match ever, so I'll make sure I watch it. And then he has many matches afterwards. Yep. Because I was I had a fear of missing out. That's another fear of missing out is that. And I, I do want to be clear. I don't think that, uh, like, these, you know, video game expansions or board game expansions, they're not evil. And if, sometimes they're a great value. It, it's not the product that's the problem. They make the product, though, hoping there's people like us who don't want to miss out. Yeah. But it's the problem is our own attitude about it. <laughs> yes. Now, we'll also say me and you are just as guilty of this. Uh, because, <laughs> uh, uh, our, the one, the one show you haven't mentioned, Retro Blessed, uh, where Trevor and I talk about old school video games, go check it out. Um, we, <laughs> we legit were going to quit one time, right? We legit were like, well, we got really, if we're being honest, we got really low numbers and it was already getting hard for us at that time, especially to get together and record in the first place. Uh, and our numbers were getting really low, and uh, we were we were at a really that was probably the lowest point I've ever had with the show. Uh, and uh, we literally on air, we recorded it and put it out saying, "Hey, this is the last one we're doing. We quit. We're done. We're not doing this anymore." <laughs> it was very uh, what's the word I could use? It was very <laughs> melodramatic. Oh, over the top. So, yeah. uh, but uh, and then of course it's it's still going on, and that was like two years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're just as uh, guilty of that, uh, you know. And I wonder, so I wonder, like, if Dominion, I, I wonder if some of these companies do think, well, we're not going to do this anymore. But then no. the, the they put out this last expansion or whatever, yeah. and it was such a hit, and they're like, well, I guess we got to keep doing this. I think that's honestly what's happened. Like, yeah, we're done now. We're out of ideas. Yeah. And then they it sells well, and they get more ideas. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Board games for me has been a huge one, and. One of the worst case scenarios, and this, this actually, for the most part, I don't think is the company's fault. It's just the matter of fact that you can only have so many products on the shelf at a time, yeah. and that's Lego. The thing about Lego, yes, is sets okay, retire. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, that I'm glad. No, I'm glad you said that. That's what I was about to say. Literally, yes, is there are different thing in uh, in the collectors. Uh, I don't know, like I don't know what to call this, but things that people collect. Where, like, I know it happens in Funko, too, Funko Pops, where they will, quote-unquote, vault something. Like, it'll be out for a while, but then uh, you just can't buy it anymore. They'll put it in the vault, and it's just not available to buy new any anywhere else ever again, right? right. Lego does the same thing, because I also used to be a Lego collector, which is also your fault, but because uh, you got me into it. And I still love Lego to this day, I just don't buy any of the sets, <laughs> because I know I'll just get into that again. And it's just purely the only reason that's kept me from doing it. There's been tons of sets that I've loved. Uh, you got a freaking sweet Stranger Things set that I'm very jealous of, just for example. <laughs> uh, so there's, and I still have a lot of my collection. I didn't, I got rid of a lot of it. I gave a lot of it to kids and stuff, but uh, like I have so many of my um, uh, Lego mini people and stuff. Uh, I mean, I have so many of those that I just kept. I just couldn't get rid of. I just love them so much. <laughs> yeah. When I can honestly probably sell some and make some money off of it, but uh, it's, just something I love and I just uh, want to keep, but uh, it's 
that's that's another thing where they will do this fear of missing out is well if I don't get this now it's going to be vaulted and it's just going to be really super expensive. I have Funko Pops that are literally worth a hundred dollars or more because they got vaulted and you can't get them anymore. Yeah, and, and that's the only reason. And that, so the prices of them jump up. Uh, like I could I could literally make uh, a really good amount of money uh, if I sold my Funko, but a it just seems like such a hassle. <laughs> Which is the main reason. It's a lot of work once you get a lot of something. (laughs) Yeah. I'm way too lazy to do it, if I'm just being purely honest. (laughs) Even if I desperately need money, which is almost all the time. Uh, But uh, it's... Uh, Sorry, Johnny, keep talking. I have to plug my computer in. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Uh, But also, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that do this. It's not just Lego, and it's not just Funko. Uh, I remember Disney would do this with their video releases, they would release like um, the Little Mermaid, for example, and then they would vault it, and you couldn't buy it new anymore until they re-released it. You know, uh, so that's one of the things that they would do. And when Trevor gets done plugging his computer in, uh, I'll see if he agrees with me on this, which I know he will, because it's just just smart. What do I agree with? <laughs> I was talking about other places that have done this vaulting thing, like Disney. Oh yeah, Disney would vault their movies. Uh, that you could buy and until they, but then yeah. their thing was they would bring them back out. So you'd have to buy them again. And that's another thing. It's a fear of missing out. Literally right now, McDonald's, as of this recording, McDonald's has brought back the McRib, which <laughs> I freaking love. I love the McRib and I've had two already because I have this fear of missing out on the McRib because I don't know when it's going to go away. And then you don't know when it's going to go. That's a, uh, that, that's a good point though, about them bringing stuff back because Lego, for the most part, it's just the set's been out a while. They don't really hide the fact it's retiring. It's just, it's going to retire. And then people are going to pay good money for it. But there's been literally just like two or three times that they've actually brought a set back and basically not changed anything, just brought it back. And some people that didn't get a chance to buy it before loved it. But a lot of people were actually angry. It's like the reverse of FOMO. They want other people to have FOMO so they can sell it for a high price. (laughs) But now it's back again available. So, yeah, people get mad about it. Yeah. Funko will do something where they'll um, they'll release, like, let's say they'll release, like, a, a Dog Brown from, you know, Back to the Future. I'm just using this as an example. I don't know. This was one they've done this for sure. But they've definitely done this thing where uh, there'll be, like, a Dog Brown that'll come out and people will love it. And then they'll sell it really fast or whatever. And you can't get it anymore. And they're like, well, that's it. We're not doing it anymore. But then they'll just bring out another a slightly, only <laughs> yeah. slightly different version of that one. <laughs> That's just barely different. And then it'll be like, everybody can get it and it's worth nothing. It's kind of brilliant if you think about it. When you got a brand as strong as Funko or Lego, they can make something that costs pennies on the dollar. And if they just make it like, say, Lego does these minifigures that are exclusive to like the San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con, they can yeah. make it very, very desirable, even though it's not worth any more than your basic $3 minifigure. But it's worth hundreds because they decided we're not making many of them. So it's kind of a, a lot of power there, really. Yeah, uh, Lego and uh, Funko definitely doesn't really have exclusives. Uh, and that really gives uh, praise on the FOMO aspect of people's brains. For oh, yeah. Sure. People can't handle it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I love Lord of the Rings, which I don't know if I've mentioned. I mentioned it on every podcast eventually. I don't know if I have on this one. <laughs> Well, now we know. But I was very close to missing out on the Lord of the Rings Lego sets because it was sort of sort of at the, I guess it was the beginning of when I was really getting back into Lego. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, there's Lord of the Rings Lego sets. And some of them were starting to retire already, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I'm just thinking now, you know, like, 
I remember like I didn't get all the Hobbit sets, for example, because I didn't honestly, I didn't love all the Hobbit sets. I didn't think some of them were that good, but I thought, well, I literally had, um, what, what would you call this? Uh, prophetic FOMO. Like I'm predicting the future. Like what if in the future, will I regret not getting the Hobbit Lego sets when they're super expensive? I better right. get them now or I'll regret it later. Yes. Which, to be honest, in this case, I think I would have. So I think I actually made the right call this time. But there's so many other th- times that it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, it, FOMO comes down to, well, you mentioned greed earlier and anxiety. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. And I, also, I also think that sometimes we do it to ourselves. Most right? of the time uh, I like, do. <laughs> like, uh, like there'll be something that'll come out. And I know, like, it's just going to be really super common. Anybody can get it. But if it's like a, you know, like a, I'm just keep using Funko because that's just the thing that I'm familiar with. Uh, like if it's a, a a series or a TV show or something I was really into, I don't care how common it is. If I don't get this character, or whoever, I'm going to fear I'm going I'm missing out on it. Yep. And that's all on me. That is all on me. Yeah, I, I think it's a mix, and I we don't need to be totally negative about it, but it is a mix of companies knowing that FOMO is real and exists. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, and then there's a mix of. We just need to realize about ourselves and think about what we're doing. I mean, yeah, I think ultimately, ultimately, there's nothing wrong with having something a hobby. Right? No, there's nothing wrong. And in fact, I think they're overall they can be very healthy things. Uh, you know, we need yeah. something that helps us. Uh, I know Lego. When I was collecting those, like just building a Lego set was very almost like therapy for me because I could like oh, yeah. focus on one thing. I could block other stuff out, and it was very relaxing for me. Uh, it's so, one of my yeah. main ways to relax after work still. I mean, when I get a chance to, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just a relaxing thing to do, to build something yeah. like that. Uh, so, uh, but so I don't, so obviously we're not saying that it's an unhealthy thing, but also, uh, even things that are good can be taken advantage of. I mean, food, for example, I mean, food can yes. be, it's necessary to life and it can be life destroying. I mean, it's what you do with it. Alcohol yeah. is an obvious example. I mean, the internet, social media, I don't, I don't think social media is an evil. I don't think it's a terrible thing that exists, but I think it can be abused and it's addictive. And so we need to be, we need to take it seriously. I think FOMO is controlled by us when we just think about what we're doing and think, you know what? Yeah. I love Lord of the Rings. I'm going to buy this stupid little, (laughs) this is not a real example whatsoever. I'm sure. Um, this stupid little Sting letter opener that's a little metal sword shaped like Sting, even though I don't even get yeah. letters and I'm never going to use it, you know. But yeah, I you love... Definitely don't have, you, you definitely don't have that downstairs in your No, basement. definitely not, you know. Many times. <laughs> but, you know, it's just think about, you know what, am I doing this because of some weird anxiety or am I doing it because it's going to bring me some kind of yeah. small fleeting joy? And it's okay, I think, if it's for the right reasons. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. But uh, But I think if we know what we're getting into, that's when I'm totally okay with it. Like, if I know... Uh, there's been plenty of times where I know a company's doing this for like a money grab because they they're preying upon my FOMO. Uh, but if I'm okay with that, then so be it. Yeah, you know, and then that's not such a bad thing in in the long run. Uh, it just depends on. Uh, I think where it becomes an issue is where we have uh, uh you know, it can lead to addictions and stuff, and that's where they definitely get preyed upon. I mean, that that goes back to your loot boxes where people are just addicted to gambling because that's whether they want to admit it or not, it's a form of gambling. Oh uh, yeah, you know. And the same thing with alcohol, obviously, or drugs or any of that stuff. Uh, there's a fear of missing out. It's kind of a part of all those things. Uh, you know, I remember especially when I was in, uh, you know, just graduated high school. I was in my early 20s and my friends were going to have a party. 
And I wasn't necessarily, I never ever thought the taste of alcohol was great. But if my friends were drinking it, I had a fear of missing out of all the fun they were having. Uh, So uh, that definitely can lead to it too. Uh, So there is good and bad to it, like you were saying. And I think social media, I think overall its purpose is good. But humans are so flawed (laughs) uh, that, uh, myself included, I'm not definitely putting anybody, you know, worse than me. I'm definitely garbage at times. (laughs) Your feelings continue. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but you know, what I'm trying to say is, uh, humans are, uh, are not perfect. So the things that humans use, uh, to communicate will also not be perfect. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, that's pretty much what I had to say about FOMO. I didn't even plan to get as deep as what it ended up being. Yeah. But, uh, I'm glad we started with sex though. Cause people would pay attention there. Oh yeah. And they, when they hear our voices and especially if they've seen our faces, they know we're their oh, experts yeah. on that. Oh yeah. So... <laughs> Yes. I mean, Hobbit Lego and Sting yeah. letter openers. I mean, clearly. And Funko Pop collection. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just, we just ooze sexy. That's all we, it's all we do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's it for this episode of Pointless Prattle. Uh, thank you for listening. We very, we very much appreciate it. Hey, Johnny. Go uh, check. Yes, Trevor. Not to cut you off midstream, but you usually like to include a segment of what we're up to, don't you? Like, I was leading that way. No, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just started thinking about it. I, I was proud of myself for remembering. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you too, honestly. Uh, so yeah, let's get it. Let's just do that real quick then. Trevor, what is uh you know, what is something that you're currently into? Well, uh I'm gonna say Mandalorian. I'm loving the Mandalorian right now, and I know everybody else is, yes. so it's not original, but I legit enjoy the show and uh I would watch fifty episodes if there were fifty out. It's just I just enjoy it completely and uh it's not even because i'm a huge star wars fan whenever i see something that's really good in the star wars universe it reminds me that i do genuinely like the universe but i would never call myself a fanboy but i genuinely love the show i love the characters it's made me excited about star wars again uh you know i think it also helps i think it also helps that me and you both also love westerns yep and (laughs) this is sort of a star wars western in a way yeah um I mean, the fact that he dies in the second episode is sad, but... <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Just Late kidding. Spoiler alert. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, alert. No, yeah, I'm just, I'm just loving the show, and the only the only downside is there's eight episodes per season, and it's just not enough, but... Yeah. Yes, I agree with you. All right, well, I have one. Uh, I just started... I've seen the show before, and I think they took off... For whatever reason, Netflix took away those previous seasons I'd watched because I was looking for those, and I couldn't find them. But the new season's up of The oh, Repair yeah. Shop. Uh, it's this British show. I've yeah. gotten to where I just love British television. It's really weird. <laughs> it's part of it's part of the aging process. As your I body, you're right. Your body's shutting <laughs> down, and things you used to enjoy are gone, and... <laughs> Yeah, so now I love to watch British people bake, uh, bake stuff and uh, repair things. Uh, but it's basically what it is. It's uh, people bring in like family heirlooms and stuff that have broken down that they want repaired, and these people sit there and they just repair these, and it's just a beautiful show. I've literally yeah. cried multiple times watching it, uh, and <laughs> just the the power of it is this. I was like, well, I couldn't find the previous seasons. I think there's uh, the new. The, I think there's like two previous seasons. For whatever reason, I did not see those on my Netflix. Huh. Maybe they'll come back. I don't know. But season three's up, and I was like, well, I'll watch watch like one episode. I think they're like what 40, 50 minutes each most. 
And uh, by the time I realized that, I'd already watched four. (laughs) 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 And that's what I did instead of work when I should have been working. I got caught up watching these people, uh, you know, uh, bring back other people's memories. And I think it's what I love about it is it's just this, the love and attention they, they pay to these things that they know people have connections to. Uh, it just, it just gets me, uh, you know, like just these memories and stuff. And then I'll have memories, uh, like this one episode was about, uh, this chair that this lady's grandfather had. And that whenever she would go visit her grandpa, she would always get to sit in this chair. So that just made her think of her grandpa. Right. Yeah. But it was obviously seen the better days and she got it repaired and she just, the woman who repaired it was also very close to her grandpa, and he had also passed away. So they were both sitting there crying, and then I started thinking about my both of my grandparents, no, and my yeah. grandpas, who have both passed away, and I was bawling like an idiot. So, <laughs> but that's why I love it. It's such a fun. It's such an amazing show. I mean, uh, I, I would make fun of you, but I've I've only seen one episode. I didn't know about it until I watched it over at uh, my in laws' house, and and uh, there's one about uh, this lady that had her old teddy bear. Yes, she wanted her teddy bear repaired. Yeah. Yep. And I started tearing up because her dad had died when she was young. And this is what she remembered him by and that he had given it to her. And I mean, this is kind of morbid, but I mean, I started thinking about my son and I thought, you know, if I died young, I mean, you've seen the way I eat. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> if I die young and I give him something, will it be that special to I'm him? Sure. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure your wife loves these jokes. Oh yeah, she definitely does. <laughs> She definitely doesn't roll her eyes or or fuss at me. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. so that's been uh, pointless prattle. Uh, again, we very much appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Check out those things, uh, and also, uh, actually, I was going to say reach out to us, but we don't have a way. Yeah, just contact us <laughs> on our Retro Bliss fa- Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you enjoy the show, uh, check out Retro Bliss because that's about the only pages we have. <laughs> yeah, so check it out. Uh, if you want to talk to us about pointless prattle, feel free. Uh, we very much appreciate it. We have way more people listening to this than I ever expected. <laughs> yeah, any. I mean, I, uh, I don't know if I'd expected any, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very mind blowing that anybody gives uh, gives an honest crap about anything that I've ever said. So uh, we very much appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. And until next time, enjoy the pointless of our really dumb prattle. <laughs>